Hey, welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions and hear some additional thoughts from this week's teaching. Well, good morning, Pastor. Hello, Shane. You doing all right this morning? Yeah, man, doing good. What about you? I'm doing good, man. You uh, feel that humidity this morning? It was very hot this morning. Or uh, humid. It wasn't so hot, but... Just it was very like, humid. felt like there was just heat on me at all mm-hmm. times. <laughs> so, just a hot breath in my I'm face you, all the time. What a morning treat that was. Yep. <laughs> did you have a good workout everything? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Did you, uh, did you get breakfast or did you just drink a cup of coffee this morning? I just had, it was like this post-workout drink I have. Nice, nice. Get my aminos, yep. branch chains, and all that kind of good stuff. Man. So Praise the Lord. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad you know what you're talking <laughs> about. Well, man... Jumping into um, just a time of questions, uh, I I think I've said this every week that we've sat down for the podcast. This is just also sneaky. Mm. <laughs> like, um, uh, I I think I think in my life I've always known passages. Whenever we walk into them, I'm like, it's gonna step on my toes. We talked about in home group Sunday night. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've just like skip past this part in my like reading if I've whatever I've read through Matthew or whatever I've got to this point been like oh yeah Lord's Prayer like oh you know I'm our father in heaven and I kind of like as I'm reading it I'll quote what we prayed before games in my head rather than what my text actually says the ESV or whatever and so like I've just skipped through these and so we talked about last week, you know, you said, hey, we're just going to look at 9 and 10 this week, be completely open and honest. I was like, how is he going to preach on two verses <laughs> for 30 minutes? And so... Um, well, I think, and a lot of it may be with the Lord's Prayer, or I find it with just passages in general. The passage that I'm familiar with, you know, you kind of tend to skip over them or just be like, I know that, I've heard it. And I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people probably memorize the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. just out of habit, you know, repeating it so often. And so I think it's kind of like, oh yeah, I know that it's fine. Um, and so I think it's always good to take a take a step back and to really dig into familiar passages that we are familiar with, and to be yeah. like, well, maybe we just. In, I think there's a danger sometimes in becoming so familiar with things that we it kind of loses its sense of what it's meant to be. That's and, right. Um, the even in the Lord's Prayer, you know, to really feel the gravity of what's being prayed, and you know, and I think sometimes it's just, you know, maybe we we've made it so familiar, you know, with sports and different things that we've done that it's kind of not that it's made the Lord's Prayer not mean anything, mm-hmm. but kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, well, jumping into a set of questions, man. You talked about awe um, Sunday. Why do you think there is a lack of awe in our prayer life? I think probably all that, or why we may sense of lack of awe is probably because our our awe is placed on something else. You know, I think we are typically in our. I mean, you know, it's. I think I said this, and I don't mean just to make this just something just trivial, but I think all of us being standing in awe of something, worshiping something, like no one has to teach us how to do that. We we constantly stand in awe of things um, because they. We give our time to it. We give our devotion to it. We give our energy to it, our effort to it, our money to it. You know, I mean, if you just – that's one of the things that I've – in worship, you know, if you, you just look at the trail of where you spend your time, your money, your energy, your efforts, all this, like that's going to end up flowing to where what you really worship or stand in awe of. 
And so I think for a lot of us is, and that's a lot of what even the Scripture is this constant reminder of, like, we need to get our all back on what it's meant to be on, not on the creation, but on uh, the Creator of, of all things. And so I think for a lot of us it, it, it could just be that the reason why we don't sense an awe of God in in our prayer life is because maybe our hearts don't stand in awe, mm. you know, and maybe it's because of our worship is somewhere else, you know, and this, of course, and you know this, this kind of gets into the thing of sometimes we think of worship of just our singing or just yeah. something that we would do on a Sunday and realize that, you know, we are all worshiping something every day we wake up. Mm-hmm. Just rather, you know, what is it that we're worshiping? And so I, I think in a way that's what, one of the reasons why there's a lack of awe in our prayer life is because maybe we're so focused on other things, or we said this in our home group, you know, we're so busy, and to stand in awe of something, you know, sometimes I think requires uh, time, it requires yeah. focus, it requires, you know, and sometimes we don't want our, we don't want to do that, you know, and so I think it's good for sermons like this, or in songs that we sing, um, gathering together on Sundays, whether that's in person or online, is like I need to constantly be reminded of the greatness of God, yeah. you know. And so it's one of the reasons I'm, you know, I'm thankful that some of these truths aren't new, but I need to be reminded of it. Absolutely. You know, of who God is and that He is worthy to be, you know, for us to stand in awe of Him. Yeah. Um, you see in this passage, um, your kingdom come. How can we practically see his kingdom come in the world around us? I think it's, this was kind of my thought just in trying to make it just simple and thinking through of, you know, the kingdom of God or what is it, you know, basically the rule and the reign of God. And so to see God's kingdom come would be not only in our life but in those around us in our world to see people come under that rule and reign of Christ in their life, that surrendering of their life to the rule and reign of Christ in their life and in their hearts. And so I think practically, you know, and I, we said this earlier of, you know, it's people responding to the gospel, it's people yeah. responding in repentance to. I read a quote and I can't find it. Maybe I dreamed it up. I, I don't I don't know where. So this is possibly a James Doty original. It could be. I don't think it is because I, I know I read it somewhere. But it was basically like even as we look into our world, and it wasn't even talking. This is like written not even right now. So, but you can apply it to what's going on. It's like when you see... Let's just take what's going on in our world right now. Is my heart geared more toward, I just wish people would just start acting right um, and just doing better, or is my heart's desire, the reason why this is is because people aren't submitting their life to the rule and reign of Jesus. Mm. In my heart, my desire is to see people, to see God's kingdom come, to see people come under the rule and reign of Jesus, and that's what changes everything. Absolutely. You know, my behavior, my life, um, and those around us. And so I think practically speaking of seeing God's kingdom come is seeing people saved, seeing people respond to the gospel with repentance and faith, uh, seeing people that are saved come under deeper understanding of what it means to be obedient to, to the kingdom and, and to live out the principles, even as what we're talking about, even kingdom living. So it's living out these principles in our life yeah. um, and seeing God bring about his kingdom um, here on this earth, and I think it's this this uh, tug of war a little bit of like that. Sometimes we see these glimpses of God's kingdom, the wholeness of God's kingdom come, but also know that one day it will full. You know, of like we yeah. live in this weird, already not yet time of God's bringing about His kingdom. Um, already has brought about His kingdom, but we know that in the end of all things, when He comes back, He's coming back to 
everything will fall, you know, um, under the rule and reign of Jesus, and He will bring about His fullness of His kingdom, and we'll get to experience the fullness of God's kingdom, which will be what we hope for, you know, what we long for. Absolutely. So the next part of that that verse is, "Your will be done." Um, how can we set our selfishness? And I know that that's a very harsh word, but in our home group, that's what we got to is, you know, why is it so hard to seek his will over our own? It's because I want my will. And so I feel like sometimes the hard words are the best words to say. And so in this question, how can we set our selfishness aside and seek his will over our own? I think this is a constant, uh, I think until the day we die, until the day we experience the fullness of God's kingdom, like when we come into the fullness of God's presence, I think this will be a constant tug of war in our hearts is, uh, or what does it even say, uh, to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily. Like this is a daily thing that we have to do, and it's not just a one-time thing of, well, I'll save so I surrender my will. It's like I have to constantly every day surrender my will to his will. The problem is, and, and, I, and that's not, it doesn't sound very enjoyable. <laughs> um, and I think we, you know, in our home group, we were talking, I think Chad may have mentioned this in our home group, and we, and we were just kind of talking about how, and, and I, I know I feel this, of I think there's a level of fear in me. Hmm. Of Sometimes I'm fearful of, like, what will my life look like if I, if I do surrender my will to his. And I, I think, and this is not a good view of, of God because we understand that God is our Father. But sometimes I always just have this fear that God's going to make me do things I don't want to do hmm. and... And yes, that could be it. It could be my heart's not where it needs to be, and and God may call me to do things I don't want to do. Um, but I think sometimes there's a level of fear in me of in me surrendering my will means I'm not going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, is that true? It could be true. You know, but God, we know that God, uh, me, and I, has given us desires of our hearts. You know, and sometimes our desires or maybe what we long for isn't wrong or sinful. You know. Um, but I think it's just constantly evaluating our life and what we're doing to God. Ultimately, I want to see your will done. And so I think it's got to be this, in prayer, this constant, God, I, I need to submit my will to yours. And so how do we, you know, not be selfish? I think it's just daily coming, expressing, confessing our selfishness, yeah. confessing our, many times our desire to see our will done and, and just remembering, God, you know best in all circumstances. And I think right. in praying God's will, it doesn't mean I don't believe that God can intervene in my situation. It doesn't mean that God's not going to intervene in my situation. Yeah. Or God, we know that God is the God of the impossible, and God can do all mm-hmm. things. Well, I mean, I think you see that in Daniel 3 with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Is, I mean, they go to the king and they say, you know, whether it's right or not, this is what we're going to do. We believe that he is able to deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we're still going to give glory to him. And so I think that there's that rub here with that as well as, is is getting to a point like you're saying like yes i want my will to be i want my things and and what if i'm uncomfortable what if i'm but ultimately like if if that's the plan and that's the purpose that he has for our life i don't know like what why is this is this was the the thing that i struggled yeah. with with this question was uh sunday in our home group and it, we kind of fleshed it out kind of didn't but like if my level of comfort where i am now is is to what i think is okay if he has called me to a, a, another place and to do things in a deeper, I, basically just out of my comfort, why would I not think that it would be even better there than my level of comfort now? It might be a little inconvenient for me, but I think that 
I don't know. I, I go back to the to the, the three Hebrew, you know, three Hebrew men. Yeah. You know, and and there, I mean, theirs wasn't like go talk to your neighbor. Theirs was we're gonna throw you in a fiery furnace. And their whole thing was like, it's okay, you know. And so, I don't know. I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that or what. But yeah, I think it's um, and what's the and I, I don't know the exact passage. I think it's in uh, Psalms, Proverbs, kind of you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart, mm-hmm. you know. And so we hear that a lot. We, we quote that a lot. And so it, God, look, we understand this. When when we delight in the Lord, God does God does fulfill things, yeah. you know. And sometimes there are dreams that we have um, in our life that God has given us these dreams, you know, these, these things that we believe God has called us to do. And God will see these things to fruition, you know, in our life. And so... That's not wrong. That's not bad. And not thinking that just because I have a thought, well, God's going to be completely opposite of what I want every time, you know. But I think it's just this constant bending our will to saying, God, I, you know. And I think all of us probably that are believers, that there are certain things that we've had to walk through that we would have never said, I want to walk through this. But then mm-hmm. on the back side of it to say, well, God, and, and it's not even saying, God, it was enjoyable but yet, God, I saw how you deepened my faith. God, how you helped me to see a different side of who you were. God, you helped me in these moments, caused me to only depend on you. And so it's in these times that our faith grows. And I think that's the thing with, with a lot of us in our life. And in this same thing with like working out and whatever is that, you know, your muscles grow when they're under tension, you that's know, right. when they're under stress. And so they're not going to grow by just sitting there. And so meantime, I think God has to, in his will and in his plan for our life, sometimes there are things that are uncomfortable, uh, maybe painful yeah. in our life, you know, but knowing he has a plan and a purpose for our pain and for the things that we go through. And that's not, you know, and I think then immediately in me, I'm like, as I'm saying this, is that means that God's going to do something today that brings about pain in my life. But we know that all things work together for good sure, of those, yeah. you know, who love him are called according to his purpose. And so I think it's just like this constant of like remembering he's my father. And since he's my father, uh, his will, his plan for my life, and obviously it's just bigger than my life. But to know this is that it's it's, it's for for his glory and my good. And yeah. so, I, I think for me that it's like, I, and maybe it's not even practically doing something. Maybe just a reminder for me of like he does know best, yeah. and his plan is best for my life, and his will is best for my life. However, God chooses to, and and, and we know we can pray, and God answers our prayers. Yeah. Um. But just, well, and, and I think in all the mix of like, ultimately, God, we want your will done. You know? Well, with everything that Kelly and I walked through, um, and just brief overview, you know, Kelly was abducted 2016. She was shot, and we ended up in Jackson for six weeks. And, uh, man, the Lord did amazing things. Um, I mean, from originally getting there and hearing a doctor say something like, you know, we'll be happy if in 24 hours she's still alive. Um, to now fast forward and, you know, she's teaching and she's doing all of these amazing things. And um, that was a place that the Lord had to lead me to just kind of just speak to that, that point is I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, the, that's what I felt the Lord saying is I'm good no matter what the circumstance comes to. You know, if, if she makes a full recovery and everything is okay, if she doesn't make a full recovery, but she's still alive, or even if she doesn't make it through the situation, at the end of the day, I'm still good. Yeah, yeah. And man, that was, um, it was hard, 
that's not a fun place. Like you wouldn't totally, have prayed for that. No, I would have never. Yeah, that was no, never like you that. didn't ask. Like this is what I want for mine and Kelly's life, our yeah. marriage, our relationship. Yeah, not something that you wanted to walk through. Never, never would have even thought we would have. But like to see now, on 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 this side now, four years later, you know, Lord, you have you've been with us in everything and in, in all of this, and you know, ultimately, and. My, my my hope would be that if things would have turned out differently that I'd still say these things. Yeah. Um, but man, like just to see his faithfulness through everything, like his will was far greater. And just to hear my wife say things like if if this is what it took for people to come to know the Lord, then then praise God. Yeah. And man, like just to know that like in everything he's still good. And I just I think that that's that's a hard thing to see sometimes. And I don't always want to take it to the extreme of you know all of these things crazy right, things right, can right. happen. But like. It could be you know losing your job next week. He's still good in that, and he has a plan and a purpose in his will. And and I think that sometimes in those moments, it's like, yeah, I know those things, but right now, I don't want to be reminded of those things. Yeah, but it, it, you know, two things I was thinking when you were saying that of like one of like how comforting it is to know that God's will and God's plan for our life is is for our good, and um, and to rest in that, knowing that our Father, I mean, He's our Father. You yeah. know, it's not just some force. I mean, it, you know. That we are His son, and just just like my my children, I want the best for them. And I even there, even in discipline, there is good, there. I have good intentions in that course. And me yeah. being evil, God being perfectly good, you know. And so, but also just in knowing of like that, there is comfort in that. But then also, as you were saying that, like, but also I think what I struggle with is how forgetful we are. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we walk That's through right. things. We we know this, and then how often on even in maybe things minor, you know, we forget that God's will and God's plan is better. That's right. You know, and so it's like, which even hopefully the sermon, you know, it was even good for me, even us for us talking about now, just to be reminded um, of things I already know, but I forget very easily. And it's yeah. easy when you're in a different circumstance because you're like, well, this is a little different, and so yeah. is he going to pull through? Is he going to come through on this? And but trusting God, you you do know, and you're, you know, you're you you are faithful, and you'll be faithful now. That'd be a great song. Be a great song. We should probably sing it. Sometime. It would be. Yeah. Uh, well, man, I appreciate you taking some time this morning. Um, and walking through some questions from this week. And thank you for listening to Tuesday Take.